how many of you have ever had a bad breakup? Yeah, a few of you. Some of you not. Most, A bunch of y'all have never dated. That's cool. Let me ask this question. How many of you have ever been around a bad breakup? Your friend had an ugly breakup or, uh, you know, maybe not even a romantic. Maybe just you had a friendship and it ended in a bad way. It ended kind of ugly. Anybody ever been there? Yeah, a few, uh, many of us. Here's the thing. In today's culture, uh, anytime anybody breaks up, it is kind of assumed that they hate each other, right? You know, even when friends, like, are no longer friends, it's just kind of assumed that something really bad happened and, and, and you immediately are like mortal enemies, right? You know, even in, in, in just, if you just, like, have a difference of opinion, you're a hater. You can't just be like, well, listen, you think that and I think that, but that's okay. We can still be friends. No, no, no. In today's culture, anytime there's a separation or a leaving, uh, it, it is assumed and implied that, that, that it happened badly and that there's hurt feelings and that there's anger and animosity. But here's the thing. It doesn't actually have to be like that. Did you know that there's a breakup in the Bible? There is. I know. You, you know that. Uh, if you want to turn in your, your phones or your Bibles or whatever you've got, we're in Acts chapter 15. I'm going to set it up for you. It is in the U version, uh, but I'm going to set it up for you here, okay? Paul and Barnabas had gone on a missionary journey. They had spent a good while together, and they had planted a bunch of churches, and they had preached the gospel, and they had been helping these churches grow and helping Christians grow. And so they, they were about, uh, no, a young guy named John Mark had gone along with them. Right? So you got Paul and you got Barnabas. We got John Mark. Now, John Mark was a younger guy, and about at some point during the journey, he left and went back home. So he didn't stick it out. He wasn't there for the whole thing with them. And he went home at some point uh, during the journey. We don't really know why. The Bible doesn't really give us any details on that. It just says that John Mark went home. So, uh, so that's their first missionary journey, okay? Paul and Barnabas and uh, John Mark who left them. So we're going to pick it up in Acts 15, starting in verse 36, and we're going to read kind of what happens next in this Paul-Barnabas-John Mark saga. Starting in verse 36 says this, Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us go back and visit the believers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they were doing. So he says, Hey, Barnabas, let's go back and visit all those folks. We're going to go on another missionary journey. Verse 37, Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them, but Paul did not think it wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. In other words, they left each other. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and left, commended by the believers, the believers to the grace of the Lord. So we have here... A breakup of friends, basically. Paul and Barnabas, who had served together, they liked each other, they got along, they had been, you know, working together, and they have a disagreement. It says a sharp disagreement. They had such a sharp disagreement. So not just a little thing, you know, like, if I come up and I poke you, did that hurt? A little, maybe a little, but, but if I took like a needle and did that same thing, it would hurt worse, right? Because it's sharp. So it's not just a little, like, soft disagreement. This is a sharp, this is something that's pretty serious between them. Paul really did not want to give John Mark another chance, but Barnabas did. 
So they have a disagreement and they separate. They go their separate ways onto their missionary journeys. Now, in today's culture, if this would happen, they'd be subtweeting each other, right? You seen that? Like, right? Somebody gets up and and they start tweeting stuff like, uh, "It's so nice to have friends now who will actually return my texts." And they don't tag the person, right? No, you never tag them. That, that's, you know, that would be too, too forward and too honest. No, no, no. So that person knows it's about them, and everybody knows it's about them. That would be Paul and John. Paul would be like, I'm so glad I don't have somebody who's going to leave me halfway through this time. Or, or, or Barnabas might be like, uh, I'm so glad I don't have this judgmental old guy with me this time. I believe in second chances, hashtag, right? Hashtag second chance. That's what happened today. If, if, like, if this is what happened. But no, no, no. That's not at all what, they, what, what, what happened. In fact, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit more about what happened. You see, later in the Bible, uh, Paul refers to Barnabas. And, and, and he's talking about uh, people who are ministering for the Lord. And he refers to Barnabas as equal with himself in the way he, he, he's talking about, it's in 1 Corinthians, and I don't have it up on there, but basically he says uh, he says he is worthy of, of being paid for what he's doing. Like he is a good, successful minister of the gospel. He's talking about, you know, uh, how you should treat ministers of the gospel, and so he includes Barnabas in that. And, and I think it's 2 Timothy, he refers to John Mark, this guy who he really didn't want to give another chance to. Later in the Bible, he refers to John Mark as a as a useful person and he, he advises Timothy to accept John Mark and to to work with him he says yeah John Mark's a good preacher basically is what he says and so Paul has this has this this af- affection and this respect for both Barnabas and uh, John Mark later in his life even though they've had this disagreement I'm gonna give you two things uh, that that help separations to be healthy and and smooth and to and to uh, to end well. Here's the first one, and this is probably the most important one. The second one I want to talk about a lot, but this one is kind of the big overarching deal, and that is this: they stayed focused on the mission. Right? See, Paul and Barnabas were going to go, they were going to preach to Jesus, they were going to plant churches, and they were going to disciple Christians. And so just because they split up did not change the fact that Paul and Barnabas still intended to preach Jesus, to plant churches, and to disciple Christians. And so in this situation that we find ourselves in tonight, where eight days from now uh, I'm going to turn in my keys and and I'm no longer going to be the youth and worship pastor here, We find ourselves in this situation where we're going our separate ways, you guys and myself, and yet we still all have the same mission. See, my mission, whatever church I end up at, I don't have any clue where where the Lord's going to lead me yet, but wherever I end up, my mission is going to be to love Jesus and love people so that they can know Jesus, right, through worship ministry or through youth ministry, however God directs that. But, But that's still my goal. And I know Pastor Todd, that's still this church's goal. Right, is to, to reach Odessa for Jesus, to let the people of Odessa know that Jesus loves them and they can have a relationship with him. Our goals, our missions are the same, just the framework is changing. And that's totally okay. You know, I, I heard a sermon, man, God works so good. 
don't know if y'all know that, but God is just, he, you know, I think he's got a sense of humor sometimes too. Because So Sunday, you know, we announced that, that I'm going to be moving on. And so Monday I'm listening to a podcast. I listen to about three or four different sermons every week of churches around uh, around around America. One of the churches I listened to is in Miami, and they had a guest speaker on Sunday. And so I download the podcast, and I, you know, I got my, my headphones on. I'm listening to this podcast, and the guy gets up. This guest speaker, he's not the guy who normally preaches at that church. I like him a lot, too. Um, but this is a guest speaker at this church, and he gets up, and he says, my sermon this morning is called Having the Faith to Leave. And I'm like, okay, Jesus, good one. And he begins talking about how we spend our whole lives leaving, right? We leave the womb, and then we leave the hospital. And you guys left your house to come here, and if you never left kindergarten, you'd look weird because you'd be 17 and sitting in kindergarten. Billy Madison style or something. I don't even know. Anybody get a Billy Madison reference besides Wes? A few of y'all kind of. Okay. Kind of. Most of y'all don't. That's okay. But here's the point. Here's the point is that change is inevitable in our lives. It's a matter of how we handle it. And in this case, you know, in this situation, we are all going through a transition, yet our goals are still the same. All of you guys have the opportunity to keep working towards that goal. And in fact, this is going to allow you to have bigger roles. Because some of you are going to get the chance to to serve, maybe you might start helping with the games on Wednesday nights, and you never had a chance to do that. But now you're going to have a chance to start doing that, or you might have to step up and, and take a bigger role in, 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 you know, we've got a few people on the tech team, but maybe a few more want to learn how to work that so that it's not just two people. Or, you know, we've got our awesome worship team that, that has been leading without me for a while now, which is awesome. But, may, you know, I know Chase is coming up on the drums next year. And, and, you know, some of you guys might play instruments that we don't even know about yet. But, you know, maybe you haven't learned it yet. But, you know, I, all of you are going to have opportunities to step up and play a bigger role. And that's a good thing. Right? Growing is a good thing. We have to grow. There's another scripture where, where uh, the Bible says, When I was a child, I thought like a child, and I talked like a child, and I acted like a child. But now that I'm grown up, I don't talk like a child anymore. Some of you guys might have seen, I think I've even shown it here. Um, there's a Saturday Night Live sketch um, where it's a grown-up with a baby's body. And, and maybe you've seen it or not. And, you know, so it's this grown-up, and he, it's funny because he's even talking about grown-up things. Like he's having a business meeting, but he, like, can't control his hands, and so he's kind of doing that little baby thing, you know, where he walks and he can't really walk, and so he's doing this stuff. But he's, he's having these grown-up conversations. It's really funny. And we, we, you, have an opportunity here to grow, and so do I. I don't know what's next. I don't know what that opportunity is going to look like. But I'm going to happen, and, and that, but that only happens when we stay focused on the mission. That only happens when our when our sights are set on what they should be set on. Because when we focus on our situation, that's when things get jacked up, and our perspective is wrong. And so uh, Paul and Barnabas, that's exactly what they do. They each go and they work for the gospel. That's their goal still, is to work for the gospel. Here's here's the second thing. I mentioned earlier how Paul talks about Barnabas later in the Bible and he and you know he, he mentions him as an equal and he says that uh, 
Um, he, you know, there's just the tone of what he writes. He, he knows he cares about him and he respects him. And he, he talks about John Mark being useful and he's no longer this annoying little deserter. Right? Because Paul probably thought, well, John Mark's just immature. I don't want him on our team because he's immature. Last time he couldn't hack it. And so he went home. But later, he views John Mark as, 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 a, as an equal or as a useful comrade, colleague in the gospel. And so this is so big, and this is where we get in trouble so much. Me too. I mean, we, we all have this. And that's the second thing that, that Paul and Barnabas do is they speak kindly about each other. They talk kindly about each other. He, he says to somebody, hey, welcome Barnabas in. Like, he's, he's one of my crew. You can let him in. Wes, can you bring my, uh, my, my illustration up here? I need, a, I need a music stand. Where's There's the other one. I'm just going to use this one because it's closer. So I have here two rolls of toilet paper. And there's a point to this, I promise. But uh, let me get Karis, come here. I want you to, to feel those two. Like, and, and kind of tell me, tell me what you notice this difference. That, one, that one's a little bigger. That's not what I'm talking about. But, but about the way that they feel. Tell me what's, well, what, how, how do they feel? That one's softer, okay, so that one's like a little more what? How would you describe that one? Sandpapery, okay. All right, so we got softer, we got sandpapery. How else would you describe those two things? Thinner, okay. So those are thicker ply right there, right? Like that, it's like a little one ply, that's two ply there. And so let me ask you this. Which of those would you prefer? The softer, thicker, right? Because, yeah, it's going to be better. All right, thank you. So I'll take this back. You can have a seat. So we got... Softer and thicker here, we got thinner and coarser or sandpapery here. This right here is like our words. I'll give you three guesses where I was when I came up with this illustration, but it uh, shouldn't take you that many. Our words, you can say the exact same words because these two both have the exact same function, right? Right? Two different rolls of toilet paper, same function, clean yourself up. But the same words, when we, when we say them a different way, can have totally different meanings. Right? One of the illustrations I've often used is like, it's the difference between me saying, hey, man, how you doing? And how you doing? Right? Those are two different things, and it's weird. Same thing here. You know, this one, soft, pleasant, feels good. Cleaning yourself with a baby bunny or something. I don't know. This one, like a leaf, that would be unpleasant. Anybody ever gone camping? Never mind. We're not going to go there. But uh, um, using a pine cone, you know. Uh, our words are like that. They can either comfort. They can bring people together. They can heal and restore. Or they can hurt. They can, they can bring discomfort and pain. You're never going to forget that, by the way. You're never going to forget that illustration. Glad I could leave you there, leave you with that one. James 4, 11, and 12. I'm going to read this, this scripture. It says, Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. 
Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There's only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbor? Now, Paul, or no, uh, James, I'm sorry. James is writing this. It's his book. Uh, He's writing to Christians. And so he's saying, Christians, don't talk bad about one another. But, you know, it's been said that, that the Lord's army is the only one that kills their own wounded. Because when somebody, uh, sometimes when somebody does something wrong, all we do is beat them down. We tell them how bad they are and how much they screwed up. But Paul's saying, no, 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 no. Listen, man, love one another. Yes, we need to speak the truth and love to a person. If they're, you know, if I know that somebody is doing something, uh, you know, another Christian is doing something that's really bad and, and we have a relationship, I may go to them and talk to them, but I'm not going to talk about them to somebody else. Let me read you another version. I don't often do this, but I'm going to read you the message translation of this. It says, don't badmouth each other, friends. It's God's word, his message, his royal rule that takes a beating in that kind of talk. You're supposed to be honoring the message, not writing graffiti all over it. God is in charge of deciding human destiny. Who do you think you are to meddle in the destiny of others? Go back to the first slide of that little section there, Corlin. It's God's word that takes a beating when we talk bad about one another. See, when we badmouth other Christians, we talk bad about each other, we're actually in the way of what the gospel is trying to do. We are in the way. We are impeding what God is trying to do. And so uh, we have to be kind to one another. We have to lift each other up with our words. You know, I've talked to several people over the last week or less than a week, and, you know, they've said, you know, oh, so, you know, just talk about why this transition is happening now and, And I've told every one of them, I have nothing bad to say about this church, about Pastor Todd, about this youth group, about anything related to my four and a half years here. I have loved my four and a half years here. And, you know, I I mean, you can go to the, the, the title slide or whatever. I jokingly called this message Breaking Up Bad. I called it Breaking Up Bad. Um, But I'm thankful that that is not the situation we are actually in, in this transition. And I'm thankful that Pastor Todd and and myself have the opportunity to um, demonstrate to you guys that separation does not mean hatred. Yes, we are separating, and yes, there is transition, and you know, I'm not going to see you guys every week, and at some point I'm probably going to move away from Odessa in, in, in general, but, but there is no ill will. There's no bad feeling. This church, you guys, is always going to have a special place in my heart. You know, Pastor Todd's letting me preach on Sunday morning. We'll see if I get through that without crying. Y'all know me. Thank you. Wes doesn't think I get through it without crying. He's probably right. But, um, you know, it, it's such a, my, you know, you guys, many of you guys know my dad's a pastor. And, and so I have been around ministry my whole life. Like my dad, when I was seven, 
he became a full-time pastor. He was in, he was a worship leader before that, part-time, and pretty much my whole life my dad has been in ministry. And so because of that, I've seen a lot of ministry. And I've seen situations where people left a church or they left a ministry in a bad way, where there was anger and there was bitterness. Um, and I'm so grateful that that's not where we are. And, you know, I look forward. I can't wait to hear how this church and this youth group continue to grow, continue to flourish, continue to be more effective. You know, in a couple years, I'm sure I'll see on Facebook that, that we're going to two Sunday morning services because we just can't fit anybody. We can't fit everybody in the sanctuary all at once anymore. We're going to have to go to two services. You know, the youth group, man, the youth group, they had to find a new room because, you know, we can only fit about 75 up here. I believe those things are going to happen. I'm praying for those things to happen over the next, you know, over the next however long um, it, it, it takes. And when I see those things, when I hear those things, I'm going to be so excited. And, and I'll be honored to know that I played my small part. You guys know I, I usually end our youth services by praying over you guys. And, um, of course, Sunday, Pastor Todd was gracious and, and had many of you were there, pray, and, and himself and the board and whoever, you know, came and prayed over me. But tonight, I, I'm going to pray over you. And, yes, it's different, and, it, 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 you know, it's, it's just different. Because it is my last chance to do that in this role and in this situation. So I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And, and, uh, and I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for these young people. I thank you for the role that they have played in my life. I thank you for the opportunity to play a small role in their lives. I thank you for all the things that I have learned in my time here. I thank you for all the experiences that I got to, to have during my time here. I thank you for uh, all the amazing people that I have met. And God, I pray, Lord, that even though this transition is going to be difficult for many of us, probably no harder on me than anybody else, but... I pray that you would help us keep our eyes on the mission. God, that while our framework may be changing and, and, and those kind of things, Lord, that the goal of us as Christians has not changed and that uh, the mission that you have given us has not changed. Lord, I pray that this church and this youth group would grow to be more effective than ever before. Lord, I pray that, that leaders would step up, God, both student and adult leaders would step up and, and, and begin to minister more effectively, Lord, that they would begin to see uh, growth on a personal level, Lord, and also on a, yes, on a numbers and people coming to know you level. God, I pray that you would, uh, God, just open those opportunities up, that you would show them what those opportunities are, Lord, that they would uh, have the courage and the boldness to step up and fill those roles that need to be filled. I pray 
Lord, that for the leadership of this church, I pray for Pastor Todd and for the board members and for Chris, God, and for uh, all those that are involved in, in the direction and in the service and the leadership of this church, God, continue to give them wisdom, continue to give them courage to do what is right and what you would have them to do. Continue to bless them in their personal lives, God, and in their jobs and in their, uh, in their marriages and in their families. Lord, I pray over these students, God, that their schools would be more impacted. I pray that opportunities would open up for them to share and the courage for them to share who you are in their lives and what you've done in their lives. God, I just pray right now that you would have your way. I'm so thankful, God, for the chance to, um, God, to, to leave well. Lord, I'm thankful for the opportunity, um, God, to love on this church as this transition happens. And um, I pray that as we go and as we uh, view each other from afar, God, that we would celebrate each other's successes. God, I pray that what I pray all the time, Lord, that you would just have your way in our lives, in my life, God, in my marriage as I prepare for that. Lord, in, the, in every school that's represented here, God, in every home that's represented here, in every family that's represented here, in every life, every heart that is represented here, have your way. God, it's always been my prayer. It will continue to be my prayer. Lord, that you would do what you want to in our lives. Lord, we can pray that because we know that you have good plans for us. And so, God, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.